So, tell me something terrible. Taking a hit off the coffee. Mm-hmm. We're all hopped up on caffeine for this episode. Mm-hmm. It's our substance of choice for this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You're going to just stumble our way into this one? Yep. Hi, These, I'm Tiffany. And I'm Scott. And you're listening to Tell Me Something Terrible. Yeah, you are. It's a little uh, daytime mini episode. It is. We're spur of the moment doing this on Halloween. Mm-hmm. To release on Halloween. Yep. So whenever you're listening to this, it's fresh off, hot off the presses? Hot off the presses. Fresh out of the oven? Yep. Okay. Just like all those buns and all those babies. Ovens mm-hmm. or presses? I don't think you make- Both. <laughs> I don't think you make either of those on a press. You leave babies on the press? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's how you get them, the wrinkles out. <laughs> Isn't that what they call like uh anyway, ironing an board? Iron, yeah. Is that a press? No, I think it's just an ironing board. Okay. Okay. Can can you go ahead with whatever we're talking about here? Yep. Okay. So we're going to do a brief history on Halloween. Okay. Okay. So over 2,000 years ago, before JC walked the earth, JC? Uh, I got Okay. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, the, is it Celts or Celts? It's Celts, Celts right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the Celts, the heathen pagans, celebrated their new year on November 1st okay. to make it through the long winters and bring a prosperous harvest in the spring and summer. The pagans would celebrate Samhain. So that was the night before the new year, October 31st. And it is when the veil between the living and the dead is the thinnest. So pagans had to ward off evil spirits. In order to do so, the town would get together, um, partaking in an epic ceremonial bonfire. People would dress up as demons and ghouls and ghosts in order to ward off the spirits of the dead, sending them back to their afterlife, where they couldn't wreak havoc on the living by causing trouble and destroying crops for the okay. next year. That's fun. Um, but this is also the opportune time for druids, which are like um, pagan uh, ministers, essentially. <laughs> I'm just, just going to stare at you till you tell me. Cause <laughs> they're, they're pagan ministers. Our local pagan historian is not me. So. <laughs> Nor me. I've scratched the surface. Um, so the druids used the, this connection with the dead to tell fortunes for the year coming. According to History.com, these were important prophets, uh, prophecies to help people make it through the terribly cold and depressing winters of like Northern Ireland. Okay. Okay. And so the Celts would put, um, they would put out their own hearth fires at home and leave their little... Hearth? J- hearth? You're right. Hearth fires at home. <laughs> I think. <laughs> no, I think it's hearth. Hearth? Doesn't it- matter. They would put out their <laughs> fires at their house. Um, and they would leave their little jack-o'-lanterns on their front steps and they would come to this huge ceremonial bonfires, uh, where harvested crops and animals were sacrificed. They would dress up in their spooky costumes, usually with animal furs and animal heads, and they would tell one another's fortunes. And when it was all over, they would bring home a little bit of the sacred fires to relate their own fires at home to ward off evil spirits and to give them protection throughout the winter. That sounds very communal. Yeah. Um, so we need to start having just screw this trick or treat and let's just have bonfires as, where people wear animal furs and faces and throw crops into the, yeah. And tell each other's fortunes. We met Miss Cleo. Mm. <laughs> I just know she's a, a controversial topic for you. A hundred percent fake. Well, yeah. Yeah. All of that is. I, yes. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, um, that it, the, the Druids used to do it. 
So if you know a druid high priestess, she might be able to help you out. Okay. okay. I'm just saying all of that um, Miss Cleo derivatives. Oh, very much so. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the Roman Empire stepped in and tried to combine two of their own fall holidays and smash it together with Samhain to convert all the heathens. And so now people would also dress as angels and devils and saints, and they started doing costume parades and uh they all the romans tried to get away with calling it all hallows eve okay yep. which is what i assumed like that's where i thought we would start was the all hallows eve but mm-hmm. it makes sense no yeah. there's one more holiday before that yep. just like every holiday starts yeah one more one more step before when you think it does because yes. everything is stolen well yeah mm-hmm you got to make, I mean, you already got the time off of work. You know, you just got to make them all line up, force them to line up. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure all of those people that are working out in the fields, yeah. they wanted, they needed those t- that time off work. They might have taken that day off, which is probably a big deal. Yeah. Um, you mean they were allowed that day off? Whatever. Yeah. yeah. However you want to word it. <laughs> so, uh, and then all of these traditions made their jump over the pond to the U.S. colonies. So it wasn't celebrated much in New England, uh, you know, Puritans and Protestants and all that. Mm-hmm. Just talked about that. Um, but the Southern colonies were all for it. And so a weird amalgamation of like English Halloween traditions was mixed with Native American traditions, which resulted in play parties and the celebration of the harvest. Neighbors would tell ghost stories and more fortune telling, and then there was singing and dancing, and all of this happened on October thirty first. Okay, so now that's Just starting a to nice look- southern party bonfire <laughs> ghost stories. Okay, yeah, yeah. So now, now like all of the holiday traditions are starting to make sense. Yeah. So by the middle of the eighteen hundreds, the Irish started arriving and mass, fleeing from the potato famine, which is on my list of things to do. So we'll get there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't done a nice famine yet. Um, so, <laughs> need, need a good drought. <laughs> I was thinking about doing the California fires, but that's just going to make me cry. So right, yeah. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. You know, you need a hundred year buffer period to talk about things. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So um, when the Irish came over, they brought along all of their Halloween shenanigans and the, ori- and the origin story of the jack-o'-lantern. So legend has it that a man named Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him but stingy jack didn't want to pay for their drinks so instead he tricked the devil into turning himself into a coin okay and then jack told the devil that he would then pay for their drinks and that the devil could resume his usual form okay but this didn't happen (laughs) stingy jack put the devil coin in his pocket next to a silver cross effectively trapping satan in his shiny form until the devil promised to leave stingy jack alone for a year the devil agreed and jack freed him and then a year later the devil was chumming around with stingy jack again because he didn't learn his lesson the first time and stingy jack convinced the devil to climb into a fruit tree to get them a snack this is a this is a weird ass Irish story. It is. <laughs> um, Stingy Jack then carved a cross into the bottom of the tree again, effectively trapping the devil. Until this time, the devil promised Jack that he would leave him alone for another ten years. And when Jack died, the devil was not to claim his soul. Okay. And then Stingy Jack died. Satan couldn't uh, couldn't take him because of his deal. And then God wanted nothing to do with such a diabolical soul. So the devil gave him a piece of burning coal and sent him on his merry way. 
Jack is now doomed to wander the world alone with the burning coal that he gently placed inside of a carved out turnip to act as his makeshift lantern. So the Irish called this ghost Jack of the Lantern or Jack-o'-lantern for short. So in order to protect yourself from Stingy Jack, it was tradition to carve spooky faces into turnips, beets, and potatoes to ward off Jack and other evil spirits. And then the Irish came here and were like, what TF are these things? Mm-hmm. And started using pumpkins instead because they are far superior. And Irish love the color orange. It's in their flag. Yeah. Um, which one is orange and which one is green? One's Catholic and one's Protestant, right? Oh, I have no idea. I don't. I think... Catholic's green? I don't know. I think so. I think Catholic might be green and orange is Protestant. Okay. Yeah. No idea. Oh, I don't remember. Um, I'm solely basing that off of Notre Dame's colors having green in them and not orange. Yeah, I think that's probably a safe assumption. <laughs> <laughs> and I, they're, I know they're a Catholic school. Yeah, I just remember having this um, discussion with uh, Dan, and he wore orange on St. Patrick's Day, and people were like, why aren't you wearing green? And he goes, well, actually, and like told like the whole like mm-hmm. split between the Protestants and the Catholics and all this stuff, and I was yeah. like, oh. I'm probably the only person in our entire class that found that fascinating. And for some reason, that like fact apparently is only half-ass stuck with me <laughs> over right. the course of... I remember it being interesting. I don't remember it, but I remember it being interesting. <laughs> yeah. 18 years ago. <laughs> so, um, along with the jack-o'-lanterns, the Irish also brought pranks along with them. Common pranks were stealing gates from farmers so cattle could escape, uh, tying strings to cabbage to jump scare people. Putting wagons and farm animals. Strings to cabbage? Yeah, and they like, pull them through the streets and like cornfields to like scare people. Do you want to do that out on the road tonight? Yes. You just put some cabbages out there when people drive by. Did you yank them across the road? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then watch people oh. swerve. <gasps> we could put a wig on it so it looks like a human head or something. That's morbid. I was trying to just be prankster and not like, <laughs> like we're dragging heads across. Because we're going to drag them into our yard. People are going to know where they came from. I guess we can do it the other way. Drag them out of our yard. Sit at the church and do it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Make a run for it? Yes. Um, <laughs> so that's our plan for tonight, guys. <laughs> so uh, they also would take wagons and farm animals and put them on the roofs of houses. They Farm animals? Yep. So you just take a sheep and put it on someone's roof? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, they would tip over outhouses regardless of whether or not they were occupied. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At least it's not like a porta potty. Yeah, there's like there's not shit going all over. It's just <laughs> no, because there's just a hole there, in the ground. Yeah, you're sitting there pantless, and you're like, oh, okay. That's unfortunate. Howdy, neighbor, <laughs> jerk. They offer you this pine cone. <laughs> That's what they used to wipe their butts with. Okay. All right. Uh, um. So they would um, also they would take cabbage again they would keep take cabbage stock it's dirt cheap i get it yeah it also smells bad so they would stick little pieces of burning cabbage in the keyholes of houses so it would just leave this gross burning cabbage smell that permeated their entire house it's called sauerkraut yeah yeah <laughs> it's disgusting yeah um you can you can add us on that one i i think sauerkraut's disgusting absolutely it smells horrible it really does um and tastes horrible and it's slimy and just all around and the, disgusting it's literally called sauerkraut what part of you is like mm. <laughs> mm. i would like me some sauerkraut <laughs> yeah and i know it's not spelled like s-o-u-r but still like no not a great name Mm-mm. so there's one story tells of a group of 200 boys in kentucky putting what looked like a dead body across train tracks and this happened in like 1879 
forcing a terrified conductor to stop and investigate uh, the body. But the conductor was like, and all these boys were just, you, he said he could hear them giggling like in the mm-hmm. woods, like along the train tracks. And he wasn't mad because they pulled all the same shit when they were younger. Yeah. And it's not like nowadays when it takes a mile for a train to stop. So like, don't. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're not. You know, chugging along that fast. Uh Um, So another consisted of boys stacking beer cans and kegs on the front porch of a teetotaler Protestant minister in Ohio. So for the most part, it was just viewed as a way for preteen and teenage boys to run amok and get it all out of their systems for the year. Okay, good plan. Yep. So in the cities, it was common to splatter people with bags of flour or socks full of ash. I thought you were going to say blood. (laughs) Like just throw sheep's blood on someone and then run away giggling. Don't worry. We will we'll bust out the morbid pranks here in a minute. Okay. <laughs> that would be traumatic. Yeah. So now you're just like kind of, what do they call that when you throw flour on people? Antiquing. Antiquing, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. I was like, it's first, not, first they it's splatter not tar, them with the sheep's it's not blood. Tar and feather. And then That's they throw the flour yeah. on them. <laughs> tar and feather is different. Yes. Um, but soon the pranks uh, grew a little bit more violent. Pranksters started tripping people in the streets, uh, breaking glass, tipping cars, this because this is back like in the early 1900s, uh, sawing off telephone poles, causing car accidents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just walking around with an axe. Hey, what you doing, buddy? <laughs> well, no, they said saw. So they're just walking around with those like, I imagine like those two-man two lumberjack saws. Hurt, hurt, yes. hurt, hurt, hurt. And screaming timber and running away. <laughs> it takes three little like preteen, like 10-year-old boys carrying that thing. Yeah. Um, and then in 1900, uh, U of M medical students stole a headless cadaver from the anatomy lab and put it on display, propped up against the building's front doors. Oh, probably a poor taste at that <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was probably like a, like a yeah, that it wasn't received well, I'd imagine. Mm-mm. Like, oh, cool. That's a real body of a real human. <laughs> With no head. <laughs> yeah. Did they do the whole pumpkin thing? Like you put it on top? Oh, like this This is actually how Sleepy Hollow started? Yes, yeah. <laughs> so um, by the 1930s, things were starting to get out of hand as the Great Depression wore on. Some cities considered banning Halloween altogether, but most cities decided that it would not, but that banning it wouldn't work at all. No, it'd just make it worse. Mm-hmm. So even though there were limited resources, whole neighborhoods would plan um, get-togethers to create a house-to-house party to keep kids from wilding out. So... <laughs> So um, each house would have a responsibility. One would hand out like simple costumes like sheets or like powder people's faces. Mm-hmm. Um, other ones would hand out kitten, treats. Kitten ears and a little makeup and a little tail. Yeah, just go from there. Yeah. Um, to- well, I was going to say toilet paper mummies, but toilet paper is probably, we know what that's like. Mm-hmm. That stuff gets precious. Right, yeah. Especially when you're like the middle of a supply so, chain problem. Yep. Um, and so... Other houses would hand out candies and treats, and then it was also suggested um, that people dress up their basements. So it was suggested in a 1937 pamphlet on creating a trail of terror to quote the description in order to transform your house was to quote, hang old fur, strips of raw liver on walls. Okay. Yep. They had to get creative. This Liber- is Pinterest in the 1930s or whatever. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, where one feels his way to a dark steps, there would be weird moans and howls from dark corners, damp sponges and hair nets hung from the ceilings that would touch his face. Doorways are blockaded so that guests must crawl through a long dark tunnel. 
And all of this kind of morphed into trick-or-treated trick-or-treating in haunted houses. Okay. Yeah. So that started in the Great Depression. So like make your basement as scary as hell. <laughs> yeah. And then... Because uh, they're not already creepy enough. No, no, no. Make people crawl around and touch raw meat and like hair nets. <laughs> With wet sponges. Yes. Yeah. I can see that being less sensory like... Yeah. Especially you know. if it's all dark. It's like when you stick your hand blind into boxes and hope that whatever you stick touch doesn't move. Yeah. You hope it's gummy worms yeah. and not a scorpion. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So for the most part... uh. This worked for the most part across the country, but you can't stop people from being savages. And so the night before Halloween soon became the designated night of mischief. The devil's night. Devil's night. So at least along like the East Coast and the Midwest, um, in the Northeast, like it didn't really make its way out to California. So they don't really have like mischief nights and stuff like that out in California. It's just sort of like... Yeah, it's hard to be country. mischievous when it's 70 degrees out or uh, 80 degrees out. Yeah, you know, your, your life must be so hard. Yeah. <laughs> so um, in the Northeast, October 30th, it's called Mischief Night. In Jersey, it's called Goosey Night or Cabbage Night. Goosey Night. Yep. And here, only in Michigan, it's called Devil's Night. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's exclusive to us. Nice. Yep. And uh, again, it's usually harmless fun, egging and teeping people's houses, doing ding-dong ditch and the like. Uh, my dad's favorite thing to do, except this wasn't on Devil's Night, this is actually Halloween, would be to unscrew the porch lights at people's houses that weren't home to hand out candy. So like if they, because you know, the universal, the yes, the universal signal was to leave yeah. the light on. And if, if no one answered, he would just reach up and, and unscrew the light bulb. Nice. Yeah. We should um, take firecrackers for this night and just drop them in some pumpkins as we walk off a porch. No, people work really hard on the pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> the like light thing's harmless, but you never know. Like a little kid could have carved it. The pumpkin smashing thing, I was never a big fan of. Yeah, even like, when I was like an Hall- angry like, teenager. After Halloween, like whatever. Yeah. I guess I don't care, but yeah, it is a little. Um, and so we don't even barely. We usually paint all of them. We this is the first year we've carved in a while. Yeah, it is. Uh, because the one year that we carved it with my parents, that they thought it was funny to put Lily as a baby inside of one, and it traumatized her. And she's still yeah. at eight years old, almost eight years old, refused to stick her hand inside of a pumpkin. Well, to pull that, its she doesn't. She doesn't like goopy stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so most of it's uh, harmless, but in Detroit, Michiganders took it a step too far in the seventies and eighties. Uh, arsonists were big fans of setting trash cans, dumpsters, and full-on abandoned houses on fire. And They were just going back to their pagan roots. Yeah. Yeah, they're just having a communal bonfire. Yep. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they were, you know, sacrificing crops and everything, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the fires hit their peak in about in 1984 when 800 fires were set over the course of three days. In Detroit? Yep. Just Detroit. And the Tigers literally were probably in the World Series. That year? 1984 is the last year won the World Series. And they play in October. Like, they probably just won the World Series. They're just out there destroying the world. <laughs> Whether they're happy or they're sad, shit's got to burn. Right, yeah. <laughs> Which is a Lansing thing, you said, right? <laughs> Sparties, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually was scrolling through my Facebook they feed. They some cars. Yes, and like, yeah. and there was like a headline that said that the like East Lansing PD was like, they're fully tied down because of the rioting and they yeah. won. Like, yeah. no, calm your tits, guys. No, they, they, yeah, they, they don't want to process their emotions. They get really, <laughs> really excited. <laughs> Flip shit. Low IQs do that. I mean, um, just kidding. That was mean. People that graduate college are all smart. 
no matter where it's from. <laughs> They're all smart. <laughs> so there was a citywide uh, curfew in place and neighborhood watches started. So the fires slowly dimmed to a dull roar. And apparently the city of Detroit dubbed October, just the city, uh, dubbed October 30th Angels Night. Mm. Mm. Uh, but that's a load of crap because like I've never heard Hell's that. Hell's Angels? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, sorry. It's Devil's Night. Stop trying to change it. Just get over it. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and now we sell. And now we celebrate the spooky season all month long. Pretty much. Not just like two nights. Yeah. Yeah. Hocus Pocus is on like from the Fourth of July on. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yes. <laughs> yep. And um, Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas will be on until December like 26th. So I'm pretty happy about that too. Right. Yep. Do we own a copy of that? It's on some screen, I think we might somewhere, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, I also think we might have a DVD I think copy. It's on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. So um that's that's the brief history of Halloween. A little mini pod. Yeah. Uh so sources. I went down a rabbit hole that strictly involved onlyhistory.com. I clicked on one article and then clicked on ten more. It seems reputable. Reputable? Yeah. History.com totally is reputable. 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 <laughs> Okay, good. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I just want you to not know which one you say when I'm done. <laughs> I honestly forgot. I was like, God, which one did I say and was it wrong? Um, so, so the articles were six things you may not know about pumpkins, how jack-o'-lanterns originated in Irish myth, Halloween was once so dangerous that some cities considered banning it, Halloween matchmaking and lesser known rituals, and I didn't see anything about matchmaking when I was reading. That would have been interesting. It's, anyway, it's when the goblins and ghouls come together. <laughs> yes, um, and uh, and also the Great Depression origins of Halloween haunted houses. Fun, fun. I hope and you Detroit, something... watch the city burn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope you learn something fun that you can share with people randomly and be the life of the party. Yeah, maybe just pop this on driving back from trick or treating, or you're making really strong drinks and yep. not and just sitting at home. Yep, throwing candy at kids. Yep, yep. That's the best way to be like, open your bag and just chuck it at them. Just, yes. Yeah. Get off my porch. Yeah. Just like 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 twenty twenty style, where you we would just leave it on a table and be like, "Bye." We please. haven't handed out candy in nine years because you were pregnant. No. Oh my god! Right? Yeah. Yeah. You were eight months. Pre- well, then I guess it was eight years. Eight yeah, years. eight years. Because you were yeah. Yeah, I was I was pregnant. a ladybug when I was eight months pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was funny. I got told by a lot of people my costume was on backwards because yeah. the belly was in the front. Uh-huh. Yeah. You could put the wings on it, I suppose. Oh, that would have been cute. Aww. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, that moment quickly, we're like, ah, whatever. <laughs> we don't. Faded. Yeah, we don't do cute. <laughs> All right. And we're going to be back Tuesday with another, with a real episode, right? Yes. But only one episode this week. Yes. Okay. Yep. We've crammed all the content at you and now we're going to go back to your regular schedule program. Also, bonus episode on Patreon came out today. Yes. Available at all levels. So we had to shamelessly plug that. Yep. Briefly. Uh, I feel like we haven't shamelessly plugged in a while. The Patreon? Yeah. Yeah. Had to give it a little bit of a break. Yeah. Getting a little tender. Got a rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, you can go there if you want to support the show. Yep. We won't be mad at you. Nope. We'll shout you out on air too. We will. Big like, hey, name I can't pronounce. Thanks. You're the best. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> With that much enthusiasm too. No, no, no. There'll be way more enthusiasm. We get really excited about those. We really do. It's been a minute. So <laughs> we're ready to be excited about it again. Anyway. Yes. And... If you've made it this far. Congrats. But we went over 500 Facebook followers. So that was cool too. Oh yeah. We mentioned that already. Did we? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought that was recent. We were two sheets to the wind. Uh, oh, like two episodes ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You probably remember that more than I do. I do because I had to pause for a drink. Good. Yep. Good. All right. 
Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. And goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to our terrible podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at TMSTPod. And if you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Patreon at Tell Me Something Terrible. Oof, that was terrible.